Diocese of Churches for the Sake of Others is pleased to present the C4SO podcast, a place to celebrate the voices and values of C4SO. C4SO is a national diocese of the Anglican Church in North America, led by Bishop Todd Hunter. You can learn more about us at c4so.org. Welcome, everyone, to the C4SO podcast. I'm your host, Ben Sternke, and today we're starting a new series on the podcast that's going to take us into Advent and Christmas called Melodies of Hope, Hymns from Advent and Christmastide. Each year, our churches sing a familiar rotation of Advent and Christmas hymns, often without knowing their meaning and context. So to provide a fresh take on our canon of carols for Christmas and Advent, we've enlisted eight different worship leaders, songwriters, and thinkers from around C4SO and beyond to tell us about a favorite Advent or Christmas hymn. And our first guest today is Cindy Rethmeyer, who was a vineyard worship leader and songwriter for about 31 years. She's been friends with our Bishop Todd and his wife Debbie since 1979, and she helped Bishop Todd plant um, an Anglican church and led worship there for seven years and wrote a lot of musical settings for antiphons and other parts of the Book of Common Prayer. Now she spends her time writing and recording songs for her 10 grandchildren, with a dream of writing and illustrating companion books for each of those songs. Cindy, welcome to the C4SO podcast. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah, it's great to uh, meet you and be able to talk today. Um, Is there anything else that you'd like us to know about you before we get started? I, I think anything I would want you to know is going to come out in this podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, well, here we go. It's, uh, it's going to happen here. So. I will say that I've been married. My husband's been a really helpful part to this journey of mm. songs, songwriting, mm. um, encouraging me to go for this. And so okay. I, I need to acknowledge that we've been married for okay. forty years. Okay. And <clears throat> almost forty years. And so, mm. yeah. All I right. Just wanted Very to say good. that. Yes. Thank you, Cindy. Um, all right. What, what <clears throat> hymn did you select for us, and why is it one of your favorites? I selected Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, mm-hmm. and it became a favorite when I was with Todd, because okay. he explained to us, because most of us, this was a brand new experience for most of us Anglican that were coming. Church. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, we had had the same trajectory, Todd and I did, and we mm-hmm. um, we didn't know that we were on the same track toward liturgical um, church and Anglican. Um, And so then when we uh, found that out about each other, he asked or invited us to become a part of that. And one of the things that he would do is go through each season and explain to us what we were, what we were Hmm. to expect and what we were looking for. So I think the double nature of Advent, you know, the remembering Christ's first coming while praying for his return Yes. That was something that I I just didn't even know existed, the thought mm-hmm. of that, until yeah. coming into that context. Um, so, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, Todd had said, we need some Advent songs that are, and I didn't even know where to begin to look. <laughs> so, I started pulling that kind of stuff up, and when I read Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, I, mm. I mean, I really love that song now. And... Um, I think when I hear it, the way that the recording that I gave you, mm-hmm. um, the way that they recorded it a cappella, yeah, I think there's something really beautiful about 
all instrumentation being mm. gone except for the sound of the voices. And mm. because it's such a favorite in the church community, everyone joining in with all of their parts and harmonies and yeah. all of that, it is just so beautiful. And also it, it makes you stop and listen. You can hear the words yeah. um, because there's nothing else but our voices blending together. Yes. And I think some of those phrases are really important especially in the season of mm. Christmas, in the context of Advent. Yes. Um, I especially love that from our fears and sins release us, let us mm. find our rest in thee. Mm. And the, the constant rush and madness that can come with that season, um, that is one of the things that I really enjoy about this song. Yeah, And I think, too, it worked for each one of the four weeks, the themes from the four weeks of Advent, hmm. this song could be yeah. um, even a sermon <laughs> mm-hmm. from all of the different parts. Yeah, um, because yeah. every single line is found in Scripture. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that's great. Um, it's one of my favorites too. Um, what What should we know? And this is something I don't really know much about, so I'm interested to hear um, uh, from you on this. But what should we know about this hymn's historical context? So Wesley wrote this, and okay. he r- wrote it after looking at Haggai 2.7, which is such an interesting, hmm. that was an interesting thing to find out. I I was really surprised by that. So <laughs> he was, apparently, it was 1744, he was aboard a train coach, and he pondered at the situation of orphans in the areas around him and the class divide in Britain at that time. Oh. and. That's what led him to write that song. Hmm. Um, interesting, right? I was yes. really stunned by that. And then hmm. the other thing to note about it is that, like I said, each um, each stanza has something, or verse, sorry, line has mm-hmm. something that comes from Scripture. Each, yeah. each one. Yeah. As a songwriter, I find that fascinating that he yeah. created a song like that and took something from each one. So, the first stanza is the main themes of the Christian liturgical season of Advent, and then stanza two um, is the expectation into Christian fulfillment. Hmm. Yeah, which is uh, the fulfillment of Christmas. Um, Yeah, yeah. Sort of. It's it's sort of like a song then that sort of takes us through the whole season in some ways. Yes. Um, Yeah. And I think too that. after listening to David Taylor talk about lament and Mm. how we need to, Mm. this was in your previous podcast and how we need to be sure to incorporate that into that season because there's that, the joy, but there's also the lament and he, every person that he mentioned, Mary and Elizabeth Mm. and Zachariah and Joseph. And I mean, there's a lot of that in the story Mm. of Advent and Christmas Yes. And I think this song brings that up. And yeah. oh goodness, <laughs> I'm okay. so sorry. No problem. Brings that up and lets yeah. the um, both the the lament and the joy yes. be in the same yes. song. And I find that masterful on Wesley's yeah, part. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, Wesley was masterful, but I, I find that interesting too. I think there's a there's a 
there's a that he was looking at these social ills like the the um the plight of orphans and uh poverty and um class divide and all of that and and writes this prayer of longing and lament uh for Jesus to come. Um, yes. Yeah. It's beautiful. And it's not too far removed from our present day. Right. When you think of human trafficking and and just orphans and mm-hmm. the homeless and all of that. I mean, yeah. it really isn't that far removed from what yeah. we know today, yeah. our present yeah. reality. So yeah. again, I love that. Yeah. What should we know about this hymn's you mentioned a couple of these things, but this hymn's musical or poetical uh structure. Anything else to know about that? Um I I guess when I look at it as a as a songwriter, I think mm-hmm. um, his the flow, the ebb and flow of this is what I would mostly uh, that that would be the thing that drew me in mm-hmm. is the ebb and flow and the um, I think the there's something about having songs during a season like this that are familiar and and mm. pull us into the song so the example that i gave you was yeah. that um it's a cappella so there's there's nothing pulling you away from it and i mm. i think for me the comfort mm. and the rhythm of that ebb and flow in this song is important and I think that it invites people into that space. And especially when you do something a cappella, you tend to pay attention to the words. Yeah. And the words resonate. They're they're all around you because yeah. that's the point of a cappella. Right? Yeah, it's just right, our right. voices. Yeah. And I think sometimes I've noticed that sometimes it's um it's easy to think, oh, we sing this song the same way every year and mm-hmm. let's do something new and fresh with it. Mm-hmm. But for me, at least, I'll just speak from my experience. I find it jarring when when it moves somewhere different. And yeah. it's just I just want to settle in the song. We only sing it one time a year. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. I just want there to be something that pulls me in, that reminds me of the point of the season. This yeah. is what matters. And yeah. I think making these songs simple is important and Mm -hmm. that it invites us as a congregation to be a part of it and to rest and, um, and take peace and comfort Mm -hmm. in these words that we're singing. And especially when it comes to this song. Yeah. So that's my little personal plug though. (laughs) No, I like, I like that. Yeah. I think there's something, uh, there's something helpful in there for anyone who leads worship, you know, that could be a priest, you know, leading the Eucharist. It could be people who lead musical uh, worship in our churches, but I think there's something important there um, about maybe sometimes the assumption we make is like, Oh, this is boring or this is old or, but, but actually that familiarity often allows people to enter into the song, to inhabit the song, to participate in worship in the song. Because if things are too new all the time, there's a distance that gets created, right? Where it's like, I have to learn something and this is unfamiliar and, you know, what's going on here? And so it feels like I'm not worshiping at that point. I'm sort of just working to try to get myself to a place where I could worship. So the yes. familiarity is is uh, is a gift 
I think for the most part, especially maybe in this season. I agree. We, we, um, put, I set some of the antiphons in the book of common prayer to, in to musical settings. And every year we would sing our King and savior now draws nigh, come let us adore him. Hmm. And, um, when we would, begin to sing that in the season, there was this rise and anticipation in, mm. in the people. You could hear it in their voices, but we only did it once a year, yeah. you know, one season a year. Yeah. And we did it the same way every year. Mm. And it became the expectation, the anticipation of that. It mattered for yeah. our congregation. It was our songs that pulled us in and, yeah. Um, set us on the same trajectory yes. into that season. And yes. um, I think those songs, it's just like you're saying, I think that, that there is something really beautiful and meaningful and helpful with yeah. that. And it, and I learned that. It took me a long time to learn that. Right. But once I did, I realized, oh, this is, this is how I feel when I walk into mm-hmm. a setting like that. I just want the comfort and the – it's almost like being wrapped up in a warm blanket, you know, just – it just means right. something. So, yeah. Uh, one one final question, Cindy. What word of good news does this hymn speak to us today? Um, I think I kind of already mentioned it, but I think from yeah. our fears and sins, release us. Let mm-hmm. us find our rest in Thee. The thought of Jesus as our rest—that yeah. He's that word, our rest—covers so many things. Um, mm. in our lives and finding our rest in him, especially in a season like this. Yeah. Um, there's so much hope in this song. There's um, the thought of Jesus' birth, born to set our pe- th- thy people free, mm-hmm. um, a consolation, strength and consolation. So yeah. hopeful and meaningful. Yes. And I just think there's each phrase has something to it, hope of all the earth, even bringing the earth into it mm-hmm. as a whole. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, I appreciated what you shared earlier too, just about um, even the hymns historical context was, was Wesley seeing uh, the, the earth not set free people in the bond bondage to poverty in bondage mm-hmm. to um, exploitation you know, people um, who were not taken care of and seeing all of these things and allowing himself to sort of write this prayer of longing and lament, this longing for Christ to come and, and set people free. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, like you mentioned earlier, today we've got all kinds of uh, issues, all kinds of uh, problems that are out there. There's injustices um, everywhere. And so this... Um, this hymn, I think, can help us um, to to know what to do with that stuff instead of just try to ignore it or stuff it or just get uh, sort of resentful and um, you know not not sure where to what to do with our anger about it. Um, but I think this song gives us an outlet, uh, a way of prayer that allows us to ask, you know, for God I to agree. come and save and liberate and free people. So yeah, I think that there is within the context of our services, Anglican services, there is that space for praying for the during prayers of the people if that becomes a part of the service um the thought of there being the freedom to offer up our fears 
mm-hmm. as we're offering up our sins. And fears, I mean, we've just, well, we're still dealing with a pandemic. This yeah. has been a rough yeah. season of yeah. life. Yeah. So there really, in my opinion, there needs to be space where yeah. we have um, the freedom to go through all of the emotions of the yep. season, not just yes. the joys, because mm-hmm. the joy is amazing. It's, yeah. of course, wonderful. It's good news. Mm-hmm. But there's also the reality of our present day yes. and of what we're living in day in and day yes. out. So. All right. Well, thank you, Cindy, for joining us today on this episode of the C4SO podcast and helping us kick off this series. My pleasure. It really has been nice. Good to meet yeah. you. Yeah, you as well, Cindy. Uh, listeners, I hope you enjoy this recording that Cindy picked out for us of Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. Come Thou Long Expected Jesus Born to set Thy people free From
Thanks again for listening to this episode of the C4SO podcast. We hope you enjoyed our conversation. Email us your thoughts and suggestions at connect at c4so.org.